What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and in this video I'm going to be going through my week 10 running back start sits. So breaking down all 14 week 10 matchups, talking about every fantasy relevant running back and then listing them as either a start, fringe option, or a sit. The starts are going to be the players you feel comfortable firing up as your running back one or your running back two. The fringe plays are going to be more of your weekly RB3s. You don't feel great playing them but they could be suitable with bye weeks, injuries, all of that stuff. And then sits, these are players you would prefer to keep on your bench. Let's just dive right into a pretty rough Thursday night matchup here with the Panthers taking on the Bears. Starting off with the Panthers here, it definitely seems like Chuba Hubbard is remaining in control of this backfield. He had a 65% snap share. He took 16 of the 23 running back carries. He also led the running backs with six targets and had a very impressive 63% route participation. So I think he's a very solid running back too at this point. Then obviously going to be sitting Miles Sanders. Definitely seems like he has lost that starting job. And then for the Bears, um, I currently have all these running backs as sits. It definitely does seem like we could get Khalil Herbert back this week for Thursday Night Football. If Khalil Herbert's back, I feel like this is probably going to be a pretty gross split with Herbert, Foreman, and maybe Roshan Johnson in there. If Herbert does not return here for the Thursday night game, then I'd have Deonta Foreman as more of a fringe option. He definitely dominated the opportunities last week. Roshan Johnson was pretty phased out in terms of the usage, but I don't think anything is really set in stone here with these Bears running backs. I think it could flip up pretty quickly. So he'd be a fringe option for me, but not someone I'd be firing up with a ton of confidence. Now, moving over to the Sunday slate, we're going to have the Colts taking on the Patriots. Starting off with the Colts here, it definitely looks like Jonathan Taylor has finally like taken control of this backfield. No longer this 50-50 split with Zach Moss. He had a 74% snap share. He had a 75% route participation. He took 18 of the 25 running back carries, and then he took all five of the running back targets. So he's a locked and loaded running back one moving forward, and then Zach Moss Without that 50-50 split, he's definitely going to be a sit. For the Patriots, we had a pretty solid game out of Ramondre Stevenson. Good to see. The usage here has pretty much held steady over the past few weeks. Ramondre is going to be a weekly running back too. And then Zeke is a handcuff at this point. Not someone you want to be playing in your lineup week to week. We're going to have a divisional matchup between the Browns and the Ravens. For the Browns, we kind of had Jerome Ford seemingly back to more like 100%. And with Ford and Hunt kind of getting healthier, um, it definitely seems like Pierre Strong has been phased out of the backfield, at least, you know, for the most part. He only played on five snaps, which I think is great news for both Ford and Hunt moving forward. Three-headed backfield is pretty tough to kind of produce in. A two-headed one, not as bad. Jerome Ford definitely dominated the opportunities. 27 opportunities compared to 15 for Hunt. He was also way more involved as a pass catcher. Ford is their clear third down back, which is why I think he's the more valuable option moving forward here. They do draw a tough matchup here against the Ravens, but I do think Ford is a fine play. He's going to be a fringe option for me, and then Kareem Hunt is going to be a sit. The next game is going to be between the Texans and the Bengals, and it's kind of tough to evaluate this Texans running back room at this point. I currently have Pierce listed as a fringe option, Singletary as a sit. We saw Damian Pierce miss the week nine game. Singletary stepped up. Had a solid workload, but I mean, just did nothing with it. Was very inefficient. So it's not like he went out there and killed it without Damian Pierce. I wouldn't expect that game to like get him more opportunities once Pierce is healthy. If Pierce does play, like I wouldn't love the idea of firing him up, but he has been the guy getting the goal line work. This Texans offense has been pretty solid. 
he may finally be able to convert those goal line opportunities. So he would be a fringe option for me. If Pierce misses again, then I'd have Singletary as a fringe option just because he will have a fine workload. And the Bengals aren't an overly tough matchup on the ground. On the other side for the Bengals, you keep firing up Joe Mixon, getting that nice workload, finally getting into the end zone also. So he's going to be a locked in start. Then this next game probably has the locked-in best running back matchup. Christian McCaffrey going up against Travis Etienne here. 49ers, Jaguars, fire up both these dudes as high-end running back ones. Don't overthink it this week. Next is going to be the Saints taking on the Vikings. For the Saints here, I do have Alvin Kamara listed as a start, but his usage last week was pretty concerning. His snap share actually fell below 50%. I'm pretty sure it's the first time it's fallen that low in at least a few years. Um, Jamal Williams has kind of taken over that third down role, which is definitely not ideal for Alvin Kamara, considering he was just racking up those huge receiving games coming off the suspension. And then you also have Taysom Hill out here getting very, very involved. He actually out-carried um, Kamara on the ground. And then Taysom Hill is just super involved on the goal line, whether he's throwing passes, running routes, or you know goal line sneaking it in there, or just powering it up the middle. He is very involved on the goal line, which is going to hurt Alvin Kamara's touchdown upside. I definitely think he's still startable, but I don't think you should be expecting that high-end running back one production that we've been seeing um, with him coming off the suspension. I think he's probably more of a fringe running back one, maybe with more bye weeks or no bye weeks. He'd be more of like a high-end running back two. Definitely some concern there. If you can sell him as like a high to mid-tier RB1, I would definitely be interested. Someone's probably not going to be locked in on the splits, the stats, or the snap counts, all that stuff. So something to potentially look at there. And then going to be sitting Jamal Williams. He's getting more involved, but not a workload you actually want to start. Then for the Vikings, unfortunately, Cam Akers out for the season. Madison really hasn't been great, but he just doesn't have anyone actually challenging him for the touches in this backfield. So I think you just fire him up as a solid running back too. The next game is going to be between the Packers and the Steelers. And it finally looks like Aaron Jones is back. He logs 21 carries to only nine for AJ Dillon. He's targeted five times to only one for AJ Dillon. And then he has by far his best fantasy game uh, since week one. So I think you go back to the well here on Aaron Jones. You fire him up as a very solid start. And then definitely going to be sitting AJ Dillon with the split we saw in week nine. Then for the Steelers, think these guys are fringe options. Weekly RB3s, Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, both coming off of pretty solid games not getting too excited about these guys moving forward. This is a full-on split. Najee still doesn't look overly explosive. Jalen Warren continues to look like the better back, but I don't think he's actually going to like dominate the opportunities just based on the draft capital Najee has attached to him. In the next matchup, we're going to have the Titans taking on the Buccaneers. I think both these guys are pretty solid starts. So Derrick Henry, fire him up, coming off a solid game. Not a great matchup here against the uh, Buccaneers, but he'll probably be fine. And then going to be sitting Tajay Spears, like him as a waiver wire pickup, but not someone I want to be playing if Derrick Henry is healthy. And then for the Buccaneers, this is a tough matchup for the Titans, but Rashad White has just been fantastic over the last few weeks. I thought he was a decent sell high a couple weeks ago because the usage had been there, but he was just so terribly inefficient. I thought he was at risk of losing that locked in usage. And ever since I thought about trading him, his receiving production has just been great. He's been much better. He's been getting into the end zone. So he's been fantastic. Even in a bad matchup, I think you fire him up with a lot of confidence. That's going to lead us into the Falcons taking on the Cardinals. For the Falcons here, I understand if you roster Bijan Robinson, it has been very frustrating. Trust me, I get it. I was high on him heading into the season. I have him in a few spots. It has not been great. 
I still think you fire him up as a start. Even though Tyler Algier is coming off the game where he gets into the end zone, had a solid workload, Bijan is still getting definitely a startable workload at the running back position. It's not that high-end running back one usage that you drafted him for, but he's definitely still startable. Nice matchup here against the Cardinals. He is still involved as a pass catcher, so he's going to be a start for me. And then Tyler Algier has kind of been in this spot where he'll have decent usage week to week, but you kind of got to pick your spots. I think this is a spot where Tyler Algier could definitely be very involved. So he's going to be a fringe play for me this week in the nice matchup against the Cardinals. On the other side with the Cardinals, James Conner has the opportunity to come off of IR this week. If he does, I think he's a solid start. If he doesn't come off of IR, then it's just really messy with this backfield. You had Amari DiMercato kind of claiming that RB1 spot, then he misses week nine. It's a split between Keontae Ingram and Tony Jones. Neither guy does absolutely anything because they just get annihilated by the Browns. So if James Conner doesn't play, I'd probably prefer to just avoid this backfield. Hopefully he's able to suit up here, come off the IR. This next matchup is going to have some nice running backs here. Lions taking on the Chargers. For the Lions, Obviously, we saw David Montgomery dominate the opportunities early on. Jameer Gibbs was pretty disappointing. But with David Montgomery missing some time, Jameer Gibbs coming off that massive game before their week nine bye, I definitely think Jameer Gibbs has worked his way into a solid committee here. This week, Dan Campbell's kind of talked about how this will be a committee. Jameer Gibbs is going to be involved. So I think these guys are both going to have pretty solid workloads, and I think they're definitely both startable. And then for the Chargers, Austin Eckler, locked in start, high end running back one definitely bouncing back after his kind of rough return from the uh, ankle injury. Next up, two uh, very highly drafted running backs fantasy-wise, Giants taking on the Cowboys. I have both Saquon and Tony Pollard as starts. Saquon has definitely been the better guy, so obviously you fire him up. Tough matchup and the quarterback situation is in shambles, but you just got to fire up Saquon Barkley. Even if he's very inefficient, they're going to force feed him the ball, get him involved as a pass catcher. For the Cowboys, Tony Pollard has definitely been massively disappointing. I was very high on him heading into the season. And my concern with Tony Pollard was like, are the Cowboys going to go out, get a veteran running back and kind of turn this into a committee where he's lacking that upside? I did not think Tony Pollard not working out would be his efficiency just being completely zapped. Like he was an incredibly efficient player over the last few years. And that seems to be gone. seems like he doesn't have that burst. I don't know what happened. That was not something I was predicting. I still think he's startable just based on the offense, his usage. He's going to catch passes, but he has been very disappointing because if the Tony Pollard of last year was getting this workload, I mean, he may be competing with Christian McCaffrey to be the running back one overall. That's how great he was last year, and that has not carried over to his usage this season, so not great there. Um, in the next matchup, we're going to have the Commanders taking on the Seahawks. For the Commanders, Antonio Gibson with a sneaky, decent fantasy day. I still don't think he's much more than a handcuff at this point, so he will be a sit for me. Brian Robinson is going to be a start for me as like a back-end RB2. Not a super high upside guy week to week. Not a ton of receiving volume. You're just kind of hoping he gets into the end zone. And then for the Seahawks, I do think this backfield is kind of interesting. Uh, Zach Sharp and I actually outsnapped Kenneth Walker for the second straight week. I do think it was kind of due to the game script. They went down super early to the Ravens. They wanted to go more pass heavy. Zach Charbonnet is the guy who is going to be used in those situations. But I do think he's probably gaining on Kenneth Walker. I'm hoping we see just a solid performance out of the Seahawks offense so we can really see how these running backs are going to be utilized. I'm still going to give the edge to Kenneth Walker, which is why I have him as a start. Zach Charbonnet is a sit, but I am going to be very interested. And I do think Zach Charbonnet 
um, should be rostered in every like semi-competitive league because I do think it's possible any given week that he just ends up leading the backfield even in a normal game script. Next game is going to be the Jets taking on the Raiders. Pretty clear you're firing up both of these dudes. Um, Brees Hall is going to be a start. Not a crazy game on uh, Monday Night Football, but solid workload. He's going to be a great play. And then for the Raiders here with Josh Jacobs, seems like the new coaching staff is very committed to just kind of force-feeding them the ball. Gotta love that for fantasy. He's a locked-in start. And then the final game of the week, Broncos taking on the Bills. For the Broncos, I have Javante Williams as a start. He's definitely kind of emerged as their clear-cut running back one. With him coming off the ACL, I do think the second half is going to be better. So he's an RB2, Sidney McLaughlin, and Pirine. And then for the Bills, I have James Cooks to start. Now, if there were no bye weeks, he may be more of a fringe option, but I do think when I do my running back rankings, he will be ranked as like a back-end running back two. I think this is a solid matchup here against the Broncos. Bills could go up early. James Cook could rack up a solid workload. So I do think this could be a get-right game for Cook. And then going to be uh, sitting Latavius Murray here. Just clearly they're running back two. And that is going to wrap it up for all the week 10 running back matchups. Hopefully this video helps you guys set your lineup at the running back position. The wide receivers will be out today also. Thank you all for stopping by. If you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. But I will see you guys in the next one.